are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power what is up power producers nation it's shop talk it means it's friday Mm. here with the here with the beard looking for the weekend hell yeah let's go got the rope hat on rope hat rope hat circuit baby yeah so i wanted to talk about stupid questions that producers ask at the point of sale like what are the worst questions that you can ask as you're trying to qualify somebody or build trust gain trust whatever you want to call about it and i'm I'm just going to drop the hammer right out of the box uh, with, coming out hot coming in just like yes just dropping plates right mm-hmm. out of the box Mm-hmm. And I think one of the absolute worst things that you can do as any salesperson, really, is this is even limited to insurance production, is to point blank ask your prospect, so what are your pain points? Yeah. Like, my theory is, or not my theory, my belief is, isn't that kind of your job to figure that out? Like, right. through asking intelligent questions? I mean, I think yeah. that's part of the problem. If if I'm a buyer, and, and I am to a certain degree, because I get approached by vendors, I Lord buy only tons knows, of shit. Yeah, well, Lord only knows, like, once I registered to go to the exhibit hall for FAIA, every vendor known to man has been all over me. Mm-hmm. Email, everything else. Which, by the way, part of me hates that, but the other part of me loves it because if their marketing game is weak, I call them on it right to their face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did you really just email this to me? You know, in. It just blows my mind. It's just like it's like the people on LinkedIn that that want to connect and it's dude, hey David there's, R, there's I'd dude, love to add you to yeah, my network. I'm just like auto, dude, just no. just botting your ass. Yeah. I, yeah. There there's this dude has been blowing me up on the freaking LinkedIn and, and, and just started sending me emails wanting to connect about I don't even know what. I have no idea what. I think about he want, he wants to teach me how to sell things on LinkedIn. I've ignored oh. him for for. Apparently, he's very successful based on your response. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. It's like I used to connect with people on here. You know, I I, I know a few things. It's like the 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 worst sales pitch I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. By the way, the people who try and make it conversational, but it sucks. Oh, like, God, they're, it's, they're it's the cringe. Worst. I'm I'm sitting there like, dude, stop, get out of my inbox. Yeah, it's horrible. But anyway, but I agree. I like, no, I agree with you. I think. You know, you've got to be a little bit more clever in the way that you're trying to, like, that's our job to figure that out. Like, I mean, if you just walk up in there and you're like, so tell me your pain points so that I can sell you something. Like, that, I mean, that's that's lame. That's that's weak. Right. I mean, you, I mean to me, if you come the, in and... Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, and that, it goes back to what I've talked about a million times, man. Like, prepare your 
questions before you ever go in. Know what you're going to ask. Have a rough idea based on what you know as to what the I would. Point. I feel so uncomfortable if I don't do that. Like if I just try to roll up into a meeting without preparing any type of questions or or or, or thinking about what their problems are in my head beforehand and then trying to develop those questions to get to that point. And if the problems are different, then that's great. You know, they're going to tell me through, you know, through these questions. But if I were to just roll up to a meeting without doing that, I would just feel, I I would feel so anxious the entire time. I can tell you this. There's only been one time that I've even used the word pain point in an, in an appointment. And it's Mm -hmm. the one that I went to with Raphael that you had actually, warned us about ahead of time telling us that this lady loves to take meetings just to take meetings um so, you know who it is i'm not going to announce no, it no you don't need to they, say it but i'm trying they, to, i'm trying to think of uh, they manufacture a fishing product yes yeah. yeah 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 right yep and we get into the meeting man and i was 100% on my on my a game if i have one I asked all the right questions. She had an answer for yes. everything. And I finally looked at her. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. We're booked for an hour. I've been going for 30 minutes. I've thrown everything at you but the kitchen sink. Right. You have an answer for everything <laughs> Yeah, what, what that, are I, we doing that I've brought here? up. Like, why are we having this meeting? I'm trying <laughs> to find your pain point, and you have no pain. What is None. it? None. And she I was, had I no mean, answer for me. I'm like... <laughs> what kind of thing. sick fetish do you have that you just <laughs> yeah. want to schedule appointments to talk about insurance? And and that's a and it's a solid account. And so I remember when I was at the um, uh, when I was at Coad and and I rolled up in there with my manager at the time and I had like prepared, went over everything and I'm like asking all these questions and like we're sitting there looking at each other like, I mean, it seems like you got a pretty good handle on things. I don't really know what else to tell you. Um, but yeah, anyways, I mean, so to me, that's the only time it's acceptable to say, Hey, so what is your pain point? I mean, let's just, let's just take me out of the equation because obviously I'm not a good enough salesperson to ask the right questions to identify why you had this meeting. I just want to learn from it at this point. I'm going to chalk it up as stupid tax on my end. Tell me what it is that, that, that caused you to book this. And I mean, yeah. So, she but no I do answer. think that that's different, though, than um, than asking them like what keeps them up at night, up at night about their business. Like, you know, that, no, I, that's yeah, a compl- I agree. That's a no, completely that, that's different a question. question. I agree. Yeah. Um, right. But because I know we've talked about that before, and I feel like people might be sitting here listening to us and being like, "Well, dude, you guys, you guys have said that." I, I think that's different. No, yeah, because you might find out, and, and that's the whole thing, man. If you go in about what the pain point is, typically it's a product-based question, right? You want to, oh, my GL renewal is too high. Oh, my audit was bad or whatever else. If you yeah. ask what keeps me up at night, you know, typically if you're talking to the CEO, they're right. going to say, what keeps me awake at night is knowing that one of my employees in the manufacturing floor could lose a limb at any given time, and I want to make sure that we have the processes and procedures in place to make sure that that happens. Wouldn't that, be, a, wouldn't that be an awesome answer? I would love to get it, that answer well, from, I've, from I've everybody. Actually had, yeah, I've actually had that answer before, which is yeah. why it was so quick to roll off the tongue. But, I mean, that's one thing. They could say, you know, I'm always concerned about the fact that we get some of our raw materials from overseas and, you know, what happens if one of the shipment containers flips over. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can get into a million different things. And most of the time, that's operationally based Ex- stuff, exactly. right? Right. And so, to me, okay, I'm all over it. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm glad that you're giving me operational things because now I know how to frame some of my other questions. But, you know, or if you're with the CFO, they, they could talk about different things from the financial aspect. The HR person's going to have something completely different. And again, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're asking the questions around what are the things that keep you awake at night, you're listening to be able to give them a solution to that problem as opposed to selling them the product. Because again, I was it's so funny, I was just editing the YouTube version of the episode with Kevin Ring right mm-hmm. before right before we jumped on and I pulled the sound bite for the teaser that was him talking about a doctor going in and immediately saying, Hey, you know, let do let's do surgery or let's go into surgery mm-hmm. when you go in talking about you have pain in your knee or whatever. And I mean, that's the that's the reputation our industry has, unfortunately, is we're the person that's going to go in and immediately say, oh, I can sell you something to fix that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that's that's where the issue is. But if you go in and you're talking to that that person, that CEO about what keeps them awake at night, and he says, you know, I'm just really worried about, um, you know, finding out that somebody on the manufacturing floor has lost a limb or whatever else, then, then then it goes in to say, well, talk to me a little bit about your lockout tagout program. What does that look like? Talk to me mm-hmm. about equipment guarding. Do you have some sort of an audit process for each of the workstations to where supervisors and the employees have to actually make, you know, do an audit on a regular basis and sign off on it to make guess sure what that we're the workstation- not talking about right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Selling them and an I insurance mean, it, product. Yeah, and you can get into all of the different things, and then you can talk about the resources that the agency has from an OSHA compliance standpoint, and all of that other stuff. And again, that's that how Im- you're building yeah, rapport with these right, people. Yeah, right? not I mean, only it, building rapport, but that that immediately addresses what their concern was and kind of puts them at ease. They're like, okay, and it drives the wedge because they're yeah. not getting it from somebody else right now. Because right. if they were, that wouldn't, wouldn't be what be, was keeping them yeah, awake at night. Exactly. You know, I mean, this is so yeah. easy, man. I mean, I, I get it. Just blows my mind. I, I think about well, I, all the I think people, people who just go in with the wrong, the wrong mentality, the wrong mindset. I think a lot of times it's, um, you know, again, people are going in with that commodity, you know, selling them a product thing to to fix their issue. But I mean. That, that's not going to fix their issue. That's going to protect them and, and make them not go out of business if there is an issue. But how do we eliminate those those risks that they do have? Well, I think about all the people that are on the hamster wheel, right? Running the numbers game. Well, if I quote enough people, I'll get this many people to bind. And Which I mean, is fine. For, that's you know, the way it's been. Yeah. I mean, yeah that's the way it's been done for how many years? But works you know, for some my people, thing but is, that's who we take business from. Yeah, why why do I why do I want to work that hard? <laughs> I mean, I'd rather I'd rather be like one for one than one for ten. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's exhausting because that's how it was in the office supply game. I mean, that was I know. We'd that's why it's so 50- great to recruit people from that yeah, kind of stuff. Right. Hey, here's another crappy question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your premium? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. Again, can that's I can the- I get your deck pages? Can I get your deck pages so I can see the premiums? I mean, right. Why do you why do you need that? You know, it's funny, and, and that's why people blot it out all the time because they're so used to insurance agents asking for that stuff. But I mean, I feel like whenever we're trying to get that that information, it's for a completely different reason. Well, and the thing it it it, it cracks me up because when you when you go and ask people, you know, I'll go talk to people and not ask for it in appointments. This has happened to me probably two dozen times. They just hand it over. over 
No, they ask, well, don't you need to copy my current policies? I'm like, no, why do I need to cheat off of somebody else's homework? I'm pretty good at what I do. I can go ahead and structure your stuff myself. You know, yeah. if you would make you feel more comfortable for me to review those, and I, I do want them. Don't get me wrong. I do yeah. want them, but I never ask for them. I want them to ask me if I want them. Right. And then the spin that I put on it is, well, you know, I typically don't copy other people's work, but if it would make you feel more comfortable for me to do an audit of what you have so that I can show you deficiencies that may exist in your program, plus it'll keep the back and forth from happening for me looking for exposure basis and explanations mm -hmm. on certain things, mm -hmm. then I'm happy to take those and review them. But just understand, I don't have to have these policies to do my job the right way. Yeah. So number one, it gives me more credibility because I'm not asking for them. Number two, um, it does give me the opportunity to do an audit of the coverage that's in place. And if there are deficiencies, it's just another wedge that I can drive. But really the wedge that I drove was the fact that I don't need to do business the way that everybody always does business. Right. Yep. I'm with and, you there about, uh, you know, fr framing it that way is, is much more effective. Cause I mean, ultimately, like you said, we do want that info, but if you, if you frame it the way that you just talked about versus, you know, how 90% of other agents do, then I think that's a, like you said, that's an easy way to drive a wedge. Well, the other problem is this. If you go in and ask somebody, hey, what's your premium? You just made it a price-based sale. Yeah. Like right. right out of the box. Right. Well, tell me how much you're paying now. I can save you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's – I don't know. It's, it's not a question I ever ask or think about, so I, I, I agree. I think it's a weird <laughs> – I think it's weird. I've heard it. I've heard I've heard it when I've had people, you know, call, oh, on, no, I'm call sure. on me as the risk manager for one of these companies. It's mm -hmm. crazy. How about it? Here's another crappy one. What's I'm trying to think. What's your mod? Right. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. What's we your can, mod? I mean, well, why don't you know that for, before you all, ever can, go we in? We can find that out ourselves. But um, and and no, <laughs> and most of the no, time. you can't because you know why? I don't mm. want to pay six dollars to pull a mod. I don't yeah, want well. to pay six dollars so that I'm well equipped when I walk in the front door. In fact, I don't even want to pay fourteen so that I can get the last ten mods before I walk in to the to the front door so I can see if this year's an anomaly or if it's a constantly all over the place deal or if it's been consistently bad, right? And not, and a I'm not single telling you it's soul knows what their mod is when like if you were to ask no. somebody that, if you're like most of them would have no idea what you're even talking like what is a mod what is that right but if, well i mean i can't tell you the number of people that i talk to when i say you are you know are you happy that you're paying 49 percent more for your workers comp than you should right no i'm not the state sets the rates well you know you're 100 percent right <laughs> the state right. does set the base However, rates but <laughs> here's a little nugget for you sister you suck and you've had 13 claims in the past two years so your mod is jacked i will tell you i've got one sitting here on my desk for an appointment that I had, I pulled the risk snapshot report, which is like the 10 year history. Mm -hmm. I was licking my chops when I went in on, I'm not going to hold it up so anybody can see the name of the company, but you can pay mm -hmm. your own 14 bucks if you want to see their mods. <laughs> um, but it, it's crazy, man. I looked at it and, um, I I'm sitting here in the mods. Th these are the mods for the last 10 years. Ready? Mm-hmm. 1.59 is the upcoming mod. Woof. 1, 1.33, 1.55, 1.41, 1.31, 2.04, 1.54, 1.59, 1.21, 1.40, 1.53. They haven't even been close to a one in 10 years. No. So check this out. I'm what kind of business my is this? chops. 
This is the one that you and I talked about. It's a distribution company that's got like 12 locations over across the southeast. My man Marvin, 100%. Oh, Marvin yeah, booked yeah, it. yeah. Okay. Marvin. Did, did me a solid, booked it, and um, I, I I was pumped, right? Yeah. And, and I, was, I was worried because he pulled it because the loca- it was a, lo- a single location that showed up in Tampa, and this company is actually based out of Miami. And I'm like, hmm. This is not good. What are we? Hang on. This is a here? different one than the one where you had the conversation with the lady, and you're like, "I'm going to go ahead and give you the, you know, access to." No, d- completely. D- no, this is another. I'm sorry, people. Just let me stop for a second and praise my boy Marvin, the Dude. Filipino wrecking ball over Marvin's there. It's crushing it. Just setting appointments. Like I brush my teeth, man. He, this guy, he just said you brush your teeth five sleep. times a day. Yes, I do. <laughs> Just like I scratch my poison ivy. <laughs> that thing, that by the way, that clip's going viral. Oh, it needs um, to. I get HubSpot notifications of people opening that email nonstop <laughs> every day. So I know it's going around offices. Anyhow, uh. um, so I get on the phone and like everything's picture perfect, right? Um, they're with a large national I don't think cha- AB- I don't think you and I have talked about this one. We did. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what it is when we get off, okay. but you'll, you'll know which one, okay. which one it is. Yeah. But anyhow, so with a large national brokerage house mm. and um, I'm thinking, Oh yeah, they're flying under the radar. They're not paying attention to them. Mm. Enough's enough. They're not dealing with this anymore. Get on the horn with the lady from human resources. Who's the person I was supposed to talk to. And I'm like, I noticed everything here. She goes, yeah, we're fine. We're in really good shape. I said, well, <laughs> I noticed that your experience mod has never been below a one. And I said, the only reason why I can assume that you would be okay, but have an experience mod above one is because you're in a captive because I can tell that the the insurance company you're with is AIG. And I typically don't see them on something like this. If Mm -hmm. it was standalone, the only thing I can think of is that you're with a captive and you're performing very well in the captive, but you take the mod of the captive because you're inside and they're using your good performance and collecting premium from you to subsidize the poor performance of other members that are contributing to the mod. And she goes, that's exactly right. Hmm. And so my next question was, why did you take my call? Like, yeah. why are we even talking? And, and I did. I asked her. I said, so why are we talking? I mean, what do you need from me? Are you having problems with training and development, recruiting, you know, do you need safety processes and procedures? I know you have to have HASCOM and OSHA compliance because of the, the, the nature of the product you're distributing. Mm-hmm. What can I possibly do to help you? She goes, well, I just want to see if what we have is the best deal. I said, don't ever leave. Don't ever leave where you're at. Hmm. Okay. I said, because my guess is they're cutting your price, your, your rates so low to keep you in that it's not going to be advantageous for you to get out. And I said, it's going to be a headache for you to escape the mod of the captive, right? You're going to have to do, um, you might be able to do like an ERM six or something like that. Truthfully, I don't even know. Cause so I'm if not they were to leave, out of if a they were to like leave that would just stick with them like any other mod would. Unless, unless you're able to pull their individual lost data and payroll information out, complete an ERM six, turn it over to NCCI and have their own mod promulgated, which is what I've had to do for companies in PEOs before. Yeah. Never pulled anybody out of a captive in this arrangement because typically once you get in, 
Yeah. You don't get out. And the people who do are have such horrible performance, they end up in the Are they just in there? Obviously, we are way down a different rabbit hole, but I'm curious. Like, are they just in there on the comp alone, or is it... I didn't even ask. Yeah. I couldn't get off the phone fast enough. That was a five-minute conversation. Gotcha. And honestly, if I wasn't being nice and just wishing a nice weekend, it would have been about a two-minute and (laughs) 37-second conversation. I couldn't get off that call fast enough. Interesting. But... Was impressed that Marvin actually called those people. I'll tell you what, man. Marvin did a Houdini on somebody yesterday, and we'll, we'll, this will be good segue. That's into, what we're talking about next, um, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Into the into the one we're going to record next. next. But mm-hmm. I, I get a call or I get an email from Kim that the controller of a very large and well known restaurant group locally mm-hmm. had called back looking for me about a workers' comp claim, and I'm like, we don't we don't represent these people. Mm-hmm. So gives me the controller's cell phone number and said they want me to call immediately. I was over at FAIA in the middle of the um, exhibit hall, barely able to hear, mm-hmm. and I call back, and it is this controller, and it's like, how can I help you? He goes, well, I'm, I my so-and-so called me um, and said that you had some questions about a workers' comp claim or our renewal or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I don't, I don't represents you so i'm not exactly sure he goes well no they she said i was like uh mm-hmm. i said mm-hmm. marvin mm-hmm. marvin i said your gatekeeper did a good job of keeping you away but you got curious and now now you got the tiger by the tail i said we don't mm-hmm. represent you but could i said i'm not in a position to talk with you now but would love to have that conversation at some point if mm-hmm. you're open to it and he said no i would like to have the conversation with you um Nice. He, and he said, "He said you're right." I mean, so even when he doesn't, the mean thing that's to, great Marvin about Marvin is he doesn't deals. know any better. Like he no. has, he has no clue that this restaurant chain or whatever is like legit. Like he, he just, no. he just sees them on the list, and there's a phone number, and knows that the renewal comes up in August, and in, and, and he he's calling them, and that's the beauty of it. Bulletproof. Yeah. I'm with it. So listen, we need to wrap up. We'll just end up doing the whole other recording right now. So everybody have a good weekend. Don't ask dumb questions. Do your stuff before you get in there. Plan your appointments out. Try and figure out questions that are going to lead you to a pain point. Don't ask what it is. That's lazy. Nobody likes lazy. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. See ya. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes